thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. Come on in. We're just having a good time around the Word. I love the Word. Don't you love the Word? I, if it weren't for the Word, we wouldn't even know how to think right, talk right, or do right. But thank God for the Word. Amen. We've been talking about something, ministering, teaching about something that helps us in our faith life. Faith is how we conduct business with heaven. Yes. So the more accurate we are with our faith, the better results we get. The more skillful we are with our faith, the better results we get in this life. Amen. Um, but we have to realize that faith doesn't live alone. It has other flows connected to it. And so that's what we've been ministering about is walking in love because it's connected to our faith life. Yes. Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we know how faith comes. It comes by feeding on the Word, hearing what, what God has to say to us. Really, the Word is God talking to us, isn't it? So we could say faith comes from hearing from God. We can hear from God through His Word. We can hear from God through His Spirit that speaks to us. So faith comes by hearing what God says. But it, we're told in Galatians 5, uh, verse 6, that faith worketh by love. Now notice this, faith comes by hearing, but it works by love. We need our faith to work and without love, our faith won't work. No matter how much faith has come, it won't work uh, until we're walking in love. So if we step outside of love, the, the flow of faith is shut down. Right. It won't work. Oh, yeah. And so this is what we're ministering on. And we've been doing so much teaching on it, but we want you to go back and watch previous episodes because we've said a lot in connection with this. I love something that Dad Hagen, Brother Hagen was our spiritual father for decades. And he made the statement. He said, I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy than on my confessions of faith. Right. Now, confessions of faith are right. right. And I mean, he's the one that taught, taught us so much of this generation about the confession of faith. Amen. But he always emphasized the place that walking in the divine love of God has in the life of faith. Yes. And so he said also this, he said, if symptoms show up, the first place I check is my love walk. Yeah. So he's saying, I make sure I'm on love's territory. I make sure that I'm walking in love so that when I do, my faith will work. Why? Because faith works 
by love. Mm -hmm. When our love is functioning, our faith is working. Yes, our faith can right. work then. Yes. Right. Amen. Amen. And you have the love of God on the inside of you if you're born again. That's the right. love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. You don't have to pray and ask God for love. It's in there. But what we need to do is become skillful with it. Right. We need to draw on it. Amen. Yes. It is a fruit of the Spirit. So yes. it can develop in our life just like fruit develops on a tree. Amen. The love in our spirit is to develop and we draw on it. Right. Amen. Yeah. How many of you know you have to practice walking in love? Yes. And when I talk about, the, when I use the word walking in love, I'm talking about a manner of daily life. Yes. I'm not just talking about moments scattered here and there. Yes. It's the right. flow of our daily life. Right. It governs us. Yes. We've also uh, been looking at an outflow because love has different ways it manifests. Mm -hmm. Healing is a flow of the love of God. Yes. Deliverance is a flow of the love of God. Je right. God sending Jesus, a flow of the That's love right. of God. God so loved the world that he gave uh -huh. yes. and he gave his son, right? Yes. So love has outflows. Mm -hmm. um, we will experience things in our life because love is flowing yes. from Amen. God. Yes. Amen. Yes. Into our lives. So uh, one of the outflows of love, the way love manifests is through this wonderful flow called correction. Yes. <laughs> so we've been taking the last previous episodes and we've looked at that. We're going to touch on it again and then go a little further today. But Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11, verse 11 and 12, it reads, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects even as a father, the son in whom he delights. So notice this, correction is a flow of the love of God. Yes. And if we don't receive that correction, we're not receiving the love of the father right. in, that, in that situation. Uh, sometimes when it seems like there have been seasons of correction in my life, I say, the Lord show loves me a lot right now. I mean, and it is, it's exactly that. It's his love. Um, he wants to, he corrects us so that he can spare us difficulties ahead. Right. Yes, that's right. Difficulties we may be facing now, but also he wants to keep us from tripping up in the, in the steps that we're going to be making and that which he's leading us into. So correction is a flow of the divine love of God. Yes. Amen. That means we need to respond rightly to it because it's not a hardship, it's a flow of love. That's right. Amen. And so we need to receive. That means that we're teachable. Yes. That means we listen. Yes. Well, people have this wrong idea of how God corrects. God doesn't correct through hardship, tragedy, difficulties, um, you know, sickness, disease. He'll put something on you to teach you something. That's not, that's not, that's not scriptural. That is not scriptural. That's just bad doctrine somebody else came up with on their own, but it's not scriptural. It's, it's, uh, the word tells us that how God instructs us is through his word. Yes. If we'll listen to words, Words will protect us. Right. Words will help us to make corrections in our life. Um, I want you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 8 we'll read. And this is the Amplified Classic Translation. Proverbs 9 verse 8 reads, Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. 
Teach a righteous man, one upright and in right standing with God, and he will increase in learning. Amen. Now, this is how God corrects us through the teaching of the word. Now, don't misunderstand me. We can learn through wrong steps that we may take, Mm -hmm. through making bad decisions. We can learn something, but that was, and God will point out something to us in that and say, this happened because of that. Mm -hmm. And we learn from that, but that wasn't God's way of teaching us. Amen. 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 So let's learn to to be a student of words and not have to, you know, if God said, if, if we sense a warning or a check in our spirit about doing something, don't do this or don't go here, don't do that. And we overstep and we go, well, I don't know why I can't we do it. Then we find out why we shouldn't have done it. That's not wise. Just don't, don't wait to experience it before you decide to obey the words. Amen. 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 If he says, don't do it, just don't do it. Don't found out. Don't, don't go to find out. Well, why can't I do it? Amen. Amen. Now it matters also how we respond to his correction. You know, I, I was talking in previous episodes about in our, in our household, my, my parents taught us, they not only disciplined us and corrected us. That's, that is a manifestation of love. Um, and it's, it was never to me, I never looked at disciplining my children as, oh, I wish I didn't have to. No, I want to because that's what's going to keep them safe. Yes. And I'm more interested in their safety than in me feeling a certain way. Yes. And so when you think right, you understand that discipline is not a hardship even on you. Right. Amen. 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 Uh, it's a protection for them. And you feel good as a parent that I can protect them this yes. way. Um, but the thing about my parents, they, they, there was such balance in their discipline and correction in our life. I never once, there were four kids in our family and I never once saw my mother overly correct us. Never once. Mm -hmm. She corrected us. And to think, to, to tell you the truth, she was so consistent at correcting us. By the time we were five and six years old, we didn't have to have many spankings, right. you know, or corrections because we, she had so established the right flow of, of discipline in our household. We knew don't cross mama. We just knew it. We knew that she was so consistent. She would show up if we, if we bypass the law of her, right? And so, but the thing is, it was not all correction, 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 correction. There was always the affection. There was always the balance of affection. Amen. I tell you what, when God corrects us, know this, he always balances out with proper affection. Receive of the affection of the fellowship of God. Amen. He's not a hard taskmaster that's just standing over us with a rod all the time. And if we think of him that way, we're not receiving of how love flows in all of its ways. His love flows in correction, but it also flows in affection. Amen. We need to receive it all. Now, part of it, uh, and we've talked about, it matters that we respond rightly to the correction of the Lord because he's loving us. He's trying to protect us and keep us. So um, we have to respond rightly to it. If we are, if God corrects us and we try to shift the blame to someone else, we're not responding rightly to correction. It's, it's carnal to shift the blame 
to someone else when we're to blame. Yes. It's carnal. Um, Not only is it wrong, but it will hold you in a state of carnality and keep your, it will hinder your your walk with God. Uh, Part of correction is this. If I did it wrong, I I take responsibility for that. Why? Because uh, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sin, If we confess our sin, and he was talking to believers, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if we don't take blame, we don't confess. If we don't take, if we don't take the responsibility for I did that wrong, then we won't confess it and we won't be cleansed from all unrighteousness. And we will carry a sense of unrighteousness around when we need to be walking in our righteousness to get results with God. Amen. So we need to accept the blame of when we do it wrong. Take that responsibility. Amen. Be quick to repent. Don't be quick to shift the blame to someone else. As an employer, uh, with our staff, I appreciate it when, uh, if, if a staff member does something wrong and we, I go to them and say, this needs to be corrected. Say, Oh, I apologize. I apologize. When they recognize they did that wrong, I can work with that. Yes. But if, if someone says, Oh, it was, you know, that, that was their fault or whatever, when it wasn't really someone else's fault, right. I know I can't work with that. Yeah. That's right. That's They're right. telling me, don't work with me. Uh-huh. Don't, don't, direct, don't yeah. correct me because yeah. I'm not going to accept it. I've, sh- I've, put that correction on someone else. If your child does the same thing in a, in a household, you have to stop that kind yes. of behavior yes. because then you'll know that you'll never bring them up into more right. if they won't recognize where there's a misstep. Uh-huh. So part of spiritual growth, part of spiritual development, when we're sincere and we say we love God and we want to, we want God to take us further, we have to say, I did it wrong, Father. Thank you for helping me to see that. Amen. Amen. And listen, correction is different than condemnation. Condemnation pushes you down. That's what the devil does. He condemns and pushes you down and beats you down and makes it look as though there's no way out. But the conviction that comes with correction is it lifts you to show you what to change. Amen. Amen. So Praise the Lord. We take responsibility. We repent. We recognize when, listen, I did that wrong. I repent for that. Repentance, many people shy away from it because they think it makes them look weak to repent, but it takes a strong man to repent. It's a weak person that shifts the blame to someone else. That's weakness. That's not strength. That's weakness. And um, when you hear someone take responsibility, you just heard strength. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So don't treat, because, uh, you know, in some, in some people's households that they were raised in, they never heard a parent or someone repent to them and say, I did that wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, uh, or as a child, they weren't taught to take responsibility and say, I did yes. that wrong. Acknowledge that. You know, when my kids, I was raising my kids, if, if, if I would correct them and I would spank them maybe for something, discipline, take something away from them, whatever, whatever avenue of discipline I used, I would say, you need to go apologize to your daddy or to your brother or something and repent to them. And they couldn't just walk up and say, I'm sorry. No. 
right. You're sorry for what? That's you're going to say right. what you're taking responsibility right. for. Yes. Right. You can't just yes. lightly deflect it. No. Right. Amen. This has something to do with um, receiving the correction of the Lord because when he sees that we respond rightly, he can, he can take us further. Yes. Amen. And I want him to take me further. Yes. You want him to take you further. I know. I know. And, and sometimes I tell you what, we have to step over our flesh to take responsibility because flesh tries to shift out from under that. But the renewed mind says, you know what? If I take responsibility, I'm going to get promoted right. past this difficulty. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter three and verse 18. It reads, for we all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So notice this, the spirit of God can take us further into the glory when we'll make changes. And the spirit of God will help us in making the changes. We're not making changes based on our flesh. We have divine help in making changes. Um, The word repent means to make a change. Repentance is not just acknowledging that something was wrong. It's changing what was wrong. Now listen to that. Uh It's not just acknowledging that something was wrong, but making a change. A false repentance is when you say, I know I did that wrong, but you don't intend to change. That's not repentance. Repentance is I intend to change, make that change. And in your flesh, many times people are relying on the flesh to make the change and that's why the change isn't made. We have divine help. The Holy Ghost empowers us to help us make the change. Notice what awaits for someone who will make the change greater glory. We are changed from glory to glory. For us to go further with God, something has to change in the way we think, in the way we speak, in the way we respond, in the way we act. Amen. Something has to change. I say this every time you sit under the teaching of the word, whether you're just reading the word for yourself in your own private devotional life, whether you're sitting in a church service, whether you're watching a broadcast like this, expect to change something. Come away with, I'm going to change something because of what I heard. Amen. Why? Because God can help, God can bring someone like that into greater glory. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a flow of the love of God to be corrected. God is loving us when he corrects us. And and his way to correct us is through his word, not through hardship. I don't want to learn the hard way. Let's learn the easy way. Let's learn the easy way through instruction. Amen. Now, um, when we talk about the love of God, because every believer has the love of God in them, God gave you his own love to love others with. You did not even have to conjure up Mm -hmm. your own love to love others with. He gave us his own. And that's what we draw on. No matter how someone treats us, Mm -hmm. the love of God, we we love others based on who's in us, not based on how others treat us. Human love says, if you treat me right, I'll treat you right. You don't treat me right, I won't treat you right. That's human love. We put that love away once we're born again because that's not not the love of, that's not divine love. Divine love, we treat people 
right based on who's in us. So if they treat us right, fine. If they don't treat us right, fine. Because we're not loving them based on how they treat us. We're loving them based on who's in us. Amen. So our, the, the divine love of God that is in every believer it is to flow out. We're to, we're to draw on that love, yield to that love, respond to that love. Instead of responding to the emotions, instead of responding to our feelings, because brother, our feelings can feel some things and our emotions can emote some things, you know, um, that will draw us into human love to go up in that mental arena. So we stop right there and we say, wait a minute, I'm going to draw on the divine love. Um, Realize that the divine love of God that's in us doesn't just flow this direction out to others. It also flows this direction to God. If we're not walking as he has told us to walk, we're not walking in love toward him. Walking in love toward God means obeying his word. Amen. It doesn't just mean having warm, fuzzy feelings Amen. for God That's right. or an affection for God. Yeah. It means obedience to God. Yeah. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Yes. Yes. So we can't measure our love for God by feelings of affection. We measure our love for God by obedience to his word. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mark Amen. chapter 12, verse 30. Mark chapter 12, verse 30, talks about what our love towards God will involve. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is speaking, and he says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, Mm -hmm. with all thy soul, Mm -hmm. with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. What's that mean? The strength that God has given us just physically, we're going to employ it for him. Yes. Amen. Amen. Jesus went on and said, this is the first commandment. Now, if it's the first, don't you think the first is going to affect number two, three, four, five? There's 10 commandments of the Old Testament. But if we'll just walk in this this primary one, we'll fulfill all of the other 10. Amen. Amen. But look, Jesus went on and said, and the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So our love toward God is first. When we're loving him rightly, we won't have difficulty loving them rightly. Loving people rightly. Amen. Our love for God is to involve our whole being. Everything of us is his. We, people will say, Lord, and I'm talking about Christians. They'll say, I give you my heart. He's, he's already got your heart. (laughs) You can't give him what's his. We're to live out what's his. We're to live in line with what's his. We love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. I appreciate what one minister said years ago. He said, some people give God their heart, but keep their life for themselves. That's not the love of God. Right. That right. He, He's in our heart. Amen. Yeah. Listen, if we wouldn't have opened the door to our heart, He couldn't have come in and caused us to be new creatures in Christ. Right. Right. So His heart, your heart already belongs to Him. That's yes. how come He was able to come in yes. and set up residency. Yeah. Um, but because He's in us, now it's to flow out into every other way. Yeah. 
that we that we operate in this earth. Amen. So our love for God is to involve our whole being. He's not on Jesus is not only our savior. He's the Lord. And as the Lord of our life, he's going to want to have something to say about where we go, what we say and what we do. Amen. As Lord, he's going to want to have something to say. Nothing of us is, is to be reserved or held back from him because we're to love him with all. Amen. First John chapter four and verse 19 says this. We love him because he first loved us. He demonstrated what divine love, how it flows, what, what divine love does. Amen. Because he loved us first, that love compelled him to provide redemption's plan. We could not even be born again if he hadn't loved us first. He loved us when we did nothing lovely toward him. Amen. But now that he, he, we belong to him, we're to reciprocate that love back to him. We love him. We love him for first loving us. Even when we were quite unlovely, when we were lost and without him. Amen. Um, John chapter 14, verse 21. Jesus said this. He said, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. So Jesus said, those who know what I've said and they do what I said, that's how you love me. There, you know, it's not enough to just say, Jesus, I love you, but then go out and live the way we want to live. Go where we want to go. Do what we want to do. We're not, it's easy to say, but it's what we do that he believes. Amen. It's what we do that he believes. So he said, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loves me shall be loved by my father and I will love him. Look at this and will manifest myself to him. When we do his word, he's going to manifest his word in our life. I tell you what, it pays to be a doer of the word, not just to know what the word says, but to say, this is the way I choose to live. I govern my life according to this word. It's, it, we cheat ourselves when we become born again, but don't let the word direct the way we live every day. Mm-hmm. We cheat yes. ourselves out of the right. best yes. life. Yes. We cheat ourselves yes. out of peace. Yes. We cheat ourselves out of a life of joy. Right. We cheat ourselves out of a life of health, yes. out of a life of provision. Uh-huh. It's by hearing and doing. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I know that you are watching today because you're hungry to be a doer. Yes. We're right. learning how to be a doer, how yes. to be a lover of God yes. in yes. every way. Yes. Amen. 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 That that shows up in our actions, in our doing, in our words, yes. in our home, in our marriage, right. in our family, in our, on the job. Right. Amen. Amen. We've been teaching out of our book called Love the Great Quest. We want to, we want you to get the copy because we want you to read it and feed on it over and over and over. You can go to our website site at DufresneMinistries.org or go to JesusTheHealer.org. Order your copy there and we'll get it right out to you. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org.
Love is to lead and govern us, and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order Love, The Great Quest now at DufresneMinistries.org. Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.